Hello and welcome to Just for Keeps, the podcast all about goalkeepers, by goalkeepers, but not necessarily just for goalkeepers. I don't have a guest with me today, but I figured I would take this opportunity to give you all a little bit of background about me, your host, Carter Hockman, and why I'm qualified to, or maybe even not so qualified to talk about uh, the subject of goalkeepers. My most recent experience, I played Division I soccer for the University of Massachusetts Lowell for four years. Um, we were ranked as high as number three in the nation my sophomore year. Um, but that's just my latest experience. I want to talk about a little bit how I started to get into the position itself, uh, how I became even interested in soccer alone, and my journey as a whole, so you can sort of gain a better understanding of me uh, my journey, and and I think a journey that a lot of goalkeepers go through. So I'm going to take it all the way back to when I was in elementary school. Um, my first real experience with soccer was in town soccer in Lexington, Massachusetts. Uh, I think I was in first or second grade at the time, and this was uh, this was a this was an age where goalkeepers really weren't involved. It was the those small little uh, pop up nets, and it was. Those reversible yellow and blue jerseys where you know, kids from all over the town would come and play all at the same time, and it was a mess, but it was fun, and it was soccer, and it was outside, and parents got a break, depending on you know who was coaching that week. But I remember a very specific game. I think I was in second grade at the time, and I remember we were playing on a field that had nets big enough where each team had to designate one kid to stand in net, and I volunteered, I think. Either I volunteered or I just walked over there without uh, without warning. But I remember a specific play where the ball came my way and I dove on it and I landed on it and a bunch of kids ran up and tried to kick the ball out from under me and fell over me. And I remember my first thought was, that didn't hurt at all. And my second thought was, that must have looked really cool. And I'm sure it didn't. I'm sure it just looked like a bunch of kids kicking me in the stomach or falling over me and it was an absolute mess but it felt really cool and I think that's the important detail at least for me but fast forward to middle school by this point you know I'm playing a bunch of different sports I'm playing baseball I've played hockey um, I played in town soccer uh, I tried lacrosse and hated it and was terrible at it um, I, I hit my dad especially wouldn't let me play football because, you know, he was scared of the head injuries, and I understand that. I tried out for basketball and didn't make it. Um, it's about, I'm in about eighth grade at this point, and my my basketball aspirations are behind me. Baseball is still a very big part of my life. And I decided in eighth grade to try out for the very first time for the school soccer team. I had been playing on the baseball team all three years, and at this point, baseball was still, I think, much more pertinent in my life than soccer was. I'd been playing t-ball my entire life, um, and um, and and uh, little league, but um, soccer was never really a huge. It was a huge. It wasn't a huge part of my life. It was. It was there, but it wasn't. It wasn't baseball to me. Baseball was the thing for me. And eighth grade, I decided to try out for the soccer team as a goalkeeper because that was really the position that I had grown into. Um, I knew I didn't like running all around the field, uh, and exhausting myself, but I, and I, and I knew I loved being able to use my hands. So I tried out as a goalkeeper. Miraculously, I was good enough to make, uh, the varsity soccer team in middle school in eighth grade. And, 
I split time with, uh, with a good buddy of mine named Justin. Um, and things went really well that year. I have no idea how we finished. I know we won a lot of games. Um, I know we, the, the games I remember the most vividly are the ones that we lost to our rival middle school in the same town. Um, and, uh, ended up playing with actually a bunch of those kids in high school, but fast forward to high school, uh, I try out for the team. Um, I've solidified myself as a goalkeeper at this point. Um, also st- still playing baseball in high school, but both, uh, my freshman year, I made the freshman team, um, in the fall for the soccer team. I made the freshman team for, for baseball. And, you know, that's fine. You know, I get to play the sports that I love to play. And I was disappointed because I did have friends that were freshmen that made JV. And all of a sudden I'm thinking, all right, well, maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was, which I think is an important lesson for for any athlete growing up is a, is a big reality check where, all right, I need to work a little bit harder. But same sort of scenario. Justin and I are both the, the goalkeepers for the freshman team. And we know each other. We like each other. There's no animosity. There's no... There's no real competition, but at this point, I'd started to pull away a little bit uh, from Justin skill-wise, and I was starting more games than he was, and he was okay with, you know, jumping in the field every now and again, and and because he just loved playing soccer, and it was good, and, you know, sophomore year rolls around, uh, I make the JV team, there's a kid uh, who's also my age, who's also a sophomore, who makes varsity as a, as a backup goalkeeper. Uh, but I'm starting at this point every game uh, in JV. We only lose one game. I'm still playing JV baseball as a sophomore. Uh, at this point, I still believe that baseball is going to get me. I thought I was going to be playing baseball in college at this point. I, I really loved it. I thought I was really good at it. I had coaches that thought I was really good at it. You know, you know, my mom thought I was really good at it. But how how awesome is saying my mom thinks I'm really good at baseball. Um, I love you, mom, but. It's not, it's not as cool as it sounds uh, to you, unfortunately. But, you know, anyway, I'm really starting to grow as a goalkeeper. But, you know, I, I didn't really have any real coaching. We didn't have a goalkeeper coach in high school. I was sort of just, I don't want to, I'm not bragging when I say I was just sort of naturally, that's what happened. But that's sort of the deal. Um, and at this point, I knew I wanted to play varsity. I had gotten called up uh, to the varsity team for the state tournament. Um, and actually, earlier in the season when the starter in varsity got injured and I was called up to be the backup for varsity, which was a really cool experience because these kids are, you know, 17, 18 years old, they're grown ups, and I'm playing on, it's bigger, it's faster, it's, I'm like, all right, these kids are a lot better than me, I need to be, this is, this is my new bar, this is the bar is set for where I need to be if I want to make varsity. Um, junior year rolls along, and... All of a sudden, you know, I'm, I made varsity. Fantastic, you know, but I was prepared because, like I said, there was a kid uh, ahead of me who uh, was on varsity as a sophomore. So I knew he was, there was a 95, 98% chance he was going to be the starter because he was already there. He was better than me at the time. F- kids liked him. Coaches liked him. Fine. I'm prepared to be the backup. But, you know, I get to be on varsity soccer. That's cool. I'm, I'm, I get a varsity letter in, in high school. That's, that's, that's impressive. And, and at this point, as a junior in high school, I also I made JV again. I didn't make varsity baseball, which I thought I, I, thought I kind of got snubbed a little bit. And, but, you know, there's always one or two 
there's always one or two juniors who stay around on JV um, and have to be the leader of that team. And at this point, I'm starting to realize that baseball might not be the path for me. Um, I'm starting to realize that, you know, I have a real chance to, you know, impress some people with soccer and, and pursue that and take it a little bit more seriously than I have been. Because at this point, you know, I've been going to specialist coaches with, with baseball, hitting coaches, fielding coaches, baseball camps. I'd been doing um, clubs and stuff. And I, I was taking it way more seriously than I was taking soccer, even though I was probably a little bit more naturally gifted as a goalkeeper. And at this point, um, I, I went to the, the coaches and ba- uh, the baseball coaches and I told them, listen, I don't, I, you know, as much as I love this game, I think, I think soccer is, is, is proving to be the path for me and I need to step away, which was really hard, but I think it is a decision that every athlete needs to make if they want to take one of the, if they really want to take a sport seriously these days, I'm absolutely not advocating for, I'm not advocating for those who think they multi-sport athletes shouldn't exist. It's, I think it was a wonderful thing. It's, it's, it teaches you discipline in different areas. It teaches you teamwork. It teaches you uh, hand-eye coordination in different ways that you didn't necessarily need to be trained for. Um, but multi-sport athletes, you know, if you can explore multiple sports, I think it's a wonderful thing. But anyway, back to soccer, we're, you know, we're going through preseason. Everything's fine. This other goalkeeper is better than I am. Um, fine, I'm ready to be the backup. We're warming up for our first game of the season, junior year. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, well, here we go. I'm, you know, I'm getting ready to ride the pine and I'm going to enjoy my time as a varsity athlete for two years, probably not have too much pressure, but still get to be a varsity athlete. Awesome. Not a great mentality, but I was, that's what I was prepared for. I was prepared I was, my mentality was, you know, if you, if you expect, uh, the minimum, it's really hard to be disappointed, which not a fantastic mentality, but it's not the worst one if you're not great at handling disappointment, but we're warming up. Uh, I'm putting on my gloves on the bench as, uh, the starter is warming up. He's taking shots, uh, from the forwards as they're warming up, shooting on net and he's trying to save them. All of a sudden, you know, I hear, I hear somebody scream or yell, and I just hear, trainer, 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 trainer. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And I look, and the starting goalkeeper, who, you know, he was named the starter, is holding his shoulder and running towards uh, me, at, towards the bench. Uh, he's not running at me, he's running towards the bench. He has dislocated his shoulder. And you know, done for the year. And I have an, an, oh my God, I'm the starter moment. I'm thrust in a net. I'm shaking. I'm nervous. I'm not mentally prepared, which any backups up out there always be ready to, to come in at any moment. That's, that's why you're there is if anything like this happens, you need to be ready. But I wasn't ready. I was petrified. I was just kept thinking, holy crap, holy crap, holy crap, holy crap. I'm the starter. And, you know, they're warming up on me. I think I made maybe two saves out of like 30. It wasn't, I wasn't mentally ready, but I was the only other goalkeeper, you know, in in high school, typically, you know, you only carry two um, per squad. And 
the game starts, we were already pretty good as a team. And I let in the first goal, I think, on the first shot in the first maybe five, ten minutes. I'm thinking, oh boy, here we go. It's not going to go well. Um, I'm going to lose my stuff. I'm going to lose my spot. They're going to call up some kid from JV. It's not going to go well. We equalize. It's 1-1. And all right, I'm gaining a little confidence. I made a save or two, got my hands on the ball, got the jitters out. Um, I don't have a pressure of a shutout, which is not great you know, that I let in a goal, but you know, I don't have to worry. I don't have that in the back of my mind as somebody who's never been in this situation before. And game goes on and make a couple more saves. We end up tying the game two to two. I'm thinking, okay, you got the first one out of the way. You didn't lose. So you have that going for you. You still have the opportunity uh, to win a game for varsity for the first time. I, I grew up really quickly that season. I ended up, I don't remember what our record was. I do remember that we won. We ended up winning the league. Um, we ended up playing the number one team in the state that year and, only, and, and tied them one-to-one, so that was pretty awesome. And like I said, we, we won the Middlesex League in Lexington, Massachusetts. We won that league. And now comes the state tournament. And in, in, in my time in Lexington, they, they always qualified for the state tournament, but they always lost in the first round um, watching varsity soccer my first two years of high school. And we're going to our first state tournament game. I'm still the starter. And we win 5 nothing. Our first, we win our first state tournament game in at least three years. And I'm super excited. We move on to the semifinals. Or not the semifinals, the next round. I got way ahead of myself there. Um, we move on to the semifinals against a, a prep school where they can actually recruit players. And it was, I think, one of the better games that we had that season. Um, 0-0 throughout the entire time. I made some of the, the biggest and best saves, I think, of my high school career. And we lose the game through I still consider I still believe it's my fault um I it's it's a game I'm, I'm always gonna remember for the rest of my life and we lose the game one nothing season's over um it was really hard because I thought I or at least I I knew at the time that we had enough talent to go all the way it was it was hard that's that's the best it's any anyone any athlete who who knows a, a game was winnable that they lost that was important is hard that's the best way to describe it it's frustrating you second guess most of the decisions you made um even if it was a good game senior we move forward to senior year i'm i'm at this point i'm done with baseball um i had started playing club soccer uh, in the spring for the first time, which is your best way to get recruited for, for college, for college soccer. If you want to play in college, you genuinely, well, you don't genuinely have to, but it's really highly recommended that you play club soccer in the spring because you're not going to get recruited in the fall because guess who else is coaching in the fall? College coaches. So the springtime generally is when you play your club soccer, college coaches can, can look at you, they can look at the film, you can go to ID camps and meet the coaches, um, 
and you know familiarize yourself with the college game a little bit but I didn't know that until my junior year because I was so fixated on baseball so senior year moves around the other goalkeeper who was who had dislocated his shoulder healthy again now at this point I believe I've surpassed him talent wise I believe that I have earned a spot as the starter this upcoming season. I believe that I right this is I don't believe this is what I'm, this is what happened. I brought us to our first uh I brought us to a a, a league title, uh, a Middlesex League championship. We won the league with me and Net and I brought us to our first state tournament win in 3 years as somebody who had never even played a game of varsity soccer until that year. So in my head, all right, I know it's going to be a battle for the starter, but I believe I've earned it per my performance last season. So we go, you know, we go through tryouts and we're already basically set as the two goalkeepers for the season. We're both seniors and, you know, we both want it. Last game or last, last day of tryouts, which is more for, you know, the younger guys and the juniors who were on JV last year, other goalkeeper dislocates his finger. So I'm thinking, all right, we're good. You know, I'm, that's that. I'm going to get the first couple games and prove that I am the starter. I play the first two games. We win those two games. And this kid's healthy now. You know, his, his, his finger's healed. I jumped ahead. I should backtrack before the season starts. They named the other goalkeeper a captain over me. I understood that he was a little bit more well-liked than I was. I understood that he was um, on varsity as a sophomore, so this was his third year on varsity. Granted, he didn't play really much. Um, but they named him captain. They didn't name me captain. That really sucked. Um, but I still thought, you know, there's captains that, that don't play. There's, there's, there's guys that, are, that can be leaders and not, and not uh, see the field. That's absolutely true, and I knew that. But to, you know, move for, um, resume where we were at. You know, we're two games in. I've won the first two games for us. His finger's healed. They plug him in for the rest of the season. And I'm training as hard as I can. We actually finally have a goalkeeper coach. I'm training as hard as I can. Um, he sort of seems like he's phoning it in a little bit, but that's just my opinion. I'm sure I was wrong. I'm sure he was working hard too, um, in retrospect. But I'm talking with my coaches. I'm talking with the athletic director. I'm like, listen, I think I've earned this. I'm working as hard as he is, if not harder. I think I'm better than he is at this point. I had my, I had, I had coaches tell me, listen, he's the better goalkeeper. You're just not as good as he is. I had the athletic director tell me, listen, if this is the way that you feel, you should probably, you can, you, you don't have to play soccer anymore. You can stop. I had my athletic director tell me that I could just stop. I could quit if I wanted to instead of, listen, all right, maybe I can talk to the coaches or listen, you can, I know you can work even harder if you want to, if you want to earn that. So that was really frustrating for me on, on multiple levels because who do I have in my corner? I have nobody going to bat for me. I have to do it myself. At this point, you know, after my junior year and my my first season of club soccer, I, I had a couple 
Division three coaches reach out to me and, and talk to me saying, you know, we'd love to have you walk on. I had um, a couple of coaches say, you know, we'd love to have you, you know, apply and, and come play for us at some point. And, you know, it's great and it's flattering to have college coaches reach out to you. But, you know, in your mind, you always want to you want to be challenged. You want to play at the highest level that you possibly can. And that's and the most appealing to a high school kid is Division One. That's 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 the, those are the golden arches. You know, it's it's your ultimate goal. You want to be a Division One athlete because that you know not only is it it just for from an objective standpoint, it sounds cool, it looks cool, it's impressive, and and in my mind, that's how I can prove everyone wrong. I can be a Division One athlete. I can prove all my coaches who said I wasn't good enough. I can prove the athletic director who said I should just stop playing if I'm frustrated. I can do all of that. I can do all of that by just working as hard as I can, by working my ass off. And my coaches are telling me, listen, you know, we see that you're working hard, but, but he's the starter. You know, we're going to go with him. We're, he, he's winning games. And I'm, I'm, trying, I'm doing all I can to say, we're not winning games because he's a net. We're winning games because we're a great team. But I think I've earned this. Hard work is supposed to pay off. It's not supposed to result in all right, we see you're working hard, but we're not going to do anything with you. And the I had to, I remember vividly, I essentially had to beg my high school coaches to let me get a start in my senior day. They weren't going to. And I got to start the first half of my senior day, and they played the other guy the second half. Now I get, I understand, he's a senior too. But that was a little insulting. And then they started him in our first state tournament game. I think we, I'm pretty sure we won the league that year too. And we lose the state tournament game in the first round, which I'm not going to say was a little poetic justice that with this kid as the starter, we couldn't even get past the first round. But with me as the starter, we, we crushed him 5 nothing. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, but... All right, maybe I'm a little happy about it. That's okay. You know, season ends, disappointment, but, you know, I am starting to look at colleges, and I'm playing, and I'm playing club soccer my senior year. Things are going fine, getting a lot, um, talking a lot with more college coaches, and all right, I'm thinking, all right, soccer is is clearly where I want to be. Soccer is my future as a goalkeeper. And training as a goalkeeper especially is, is a little bit different because you're completely separated from the rest of the team for most of the practice. And in, if you're with the team, you're either standing around as they do uh, finishing drills that take f- five minutes to build up every time before they get one shot on net maybe or they sail it over the crossbar and you were standing there for five minutes waiting for a shot that didn't happen. Um, it's... It's really mentally tough because you are the last line of defense. You are arguably the most important, the most integral part of that team. You see everything. You're directing traffic for 90-plus minutes, and yet in training, most of the time, if you have a goalkeeper coach, you're nowhere near them. You're doing your own thing. You're, you're arguably, you know, they're going to... Few players are going to jump all over me for saying this, but you're arguably working physically harder. You know, you're not running as far, obviously, but it's 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 short bursts. It's hard. It's exhausting. Your your legs and your hips and your shoulders, all your joints are in pain from just landing on the ground 40, 50, 60, 70 times. 
in a, in a in one training session, it's hard. It hurts, and that effort can often go unrecognized. But moving forward, you know, I'm you know we're back to talking to coaches, and I'm going to ID camps. I'm going to I'm looking. I'm now talking to some Division One coaches, but they're mostly just talking to me because I'm reaching out to them, not because they're interested in me, but especially when you're not, you know, when you don't play your senior year of high school, it's, it's hard to get, you know, you don't have those stats to back it up. You don't have much, you don't have as much film for a highlight reel. And so that's, it makes it even harder for you to get recruited. Nobody's going to reach out to you if you don't have that much film. So you have to do some of that, or you have to do most of that yourself. And I'm putting myself out there. I'm emailing coaches. I'm sending highlight reels. I'm going to ID camps. I'm I'm, I'm making sure I'm the first one to shake the coach's hand at these camps and make sure they know my face and my name. And at this point, I have my own goalkeeper coach. He was the goalkeeper coach my senior year of high school. We got along really well. Um, we're doing private sessions early in the morning, and we're getting in an hour every day. And he shoots me a text one day. At this point, I should backtrack a little bit. I at this point I've committed to go to um I've committed to go to a, a division three school that I've fallen in love with. And the coach is, is fantastic and I love the team that I've met. I've gone to two of their ID camps, I've gone to one of them which was overnight, and fallen in love with the team, fallen in love with the school, but this coach has informed me that he only wants to carry uh, three goalkeepers on his roster max. And there's another kid who was my age, an incoming freshman, who they said was better than me. And they wanted to have him on the roster. And they said, you can walk on, but you'll probably have to wait for the oldest goalkeeper to graduate. Which, at this point, I was like, you know what? I've had to, I've had to earn it. I've had to earn it before. I think I could do it again. Um, I think... It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for this team to have four goalkeepers, but that's not my choice. I really want to play for this coach. I want to play for this team. I like the culture, and I think the school is fantastic. So I've I've gotten into the school. I have my roommate picked out for the school. I have my classes for my freshman year. This is early, late June, early July. And... My goalkeeper coach shoots me a text one day. He says, hey, um, I broke my nose um, playing um, with my men's league team. We have a game coming up in a couple of days. Would you mind filling in for me? I'm, think- I'm thinking, sure, you know, no problem. Um, he goes, you know, these are a bunch of great guys. These, a lot of these guys played uh, Division One, so you're in good hands. Um, they're all really nice. You'll have a good time. I'm thinking, great. Um, you know, cause I love playing and this is another, this is another chance for me to get reps, uh, see game time, whether, even if it is just in a men's league game, it's, you know, it's, it's high quality. And, you know, we play in this game. There's a bunch of former pros on the other team. Um, I think we tied the game one, one, but I made maybe seven or eight saves, seven or eight decent saves. And what I didn't realize until the end of the game was that, uh, one of the players on the other team was the head coach at UMass Lowell. And in, an important detail here is I originally, my grades in high school weren't fantastic. I wasn't, I wasn't the best student. Um, 
And I had applied uh, to UMass Lowell because I had gone to a bunch of their ID camps and I liked the school uh, a little bit. I liked the, I liked the coach. And, but I was originally rejected by the school. And uh, after the game, uh, the head coach from UMass Lowell, who was playing on the other team, walks up to me and says, Hey, Carter, you know, it's great to see you. you know, I'm sorry to hear. I, I was disappointed to hear that you, you, know, you weren't uh, accepted. Uh, and I said, you know, you know, me too. And, but uh, it was great to see you. And I'm getting ready to walk away. He goes, hey, listen, you know, I heard um, that you were going to, um, you were looking at Springfield um, and the Division three school. And I don't know if you're, you know, your plans are finalized yet, but, you know, I'd love to see um, if there's something we could do for you at Lowell. And I'm thinking, what could you possibly do? You know, I was rejected and I didn't say that. And I said, well, yeah, he goes, send me, uh, he goes, how are your, your grades your senior year? Cause I know the transcript only mostly goes up to your junior year and that's what they look at. Um, I got, I got a, I had a 4.0 in my senior year. I, my senior year of high school, I had my best academic year. Um, and he goes, yeah, send me, send me your, your transcript for, your senior year and I'll, 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 I'll give them to admissions. Um, and you know, we'll see what we can do. And I was like, sure. And expecting absolutely nothing to happen. Three days later, um, I remember distinctly, uh, I get a call and he says, Hey, it's, um, it's, it's, it's coach. And, uh, admissions just got back to me and, and, uh, you are now, uh, accepted to UMass Lowell and, and we'd love to have you come, take a spot on the roster here. Um, and initially my reaction was frustration because um, amazingly it was frustration. It was not euphoria, um, the offer of a lifetime. And, and because, you know, I had my roommate, I had my classes, I fell in love with this other school. Um, and now I'm forced with this really hard decision. And my mom told me, listen, just go tour, Lowell, one more time, talk to the coach, just just before you have a meltdown, because you're clearly frustrated, um, and just go look at Lowell one more time, talk to the coach, and then you can make a decision. So I reluctantly, you know, I drive down um, 30 minutes from Lexington, uh, if that, just a, little over, just a little under 30 minutes down the road. I talk to the coach, I walk around the school with him a little bit. And I get home. The second I get home, I call the head coach. I say, listen, I, I want to come to UMass Lowell and, and I want to play for you. And he said, great. And that was that. And I needed to call the other school and say, listen, I know that that deposit's non-refundable, but, you know, I have another offer to play Division One soccer, a dream I thought was almost impossible. Um, and, you know, they understood and they took my, they took the uh, $500 deposit and, did whatever they do with it. So great. I'm at a division one school, but I'm one of two goalkeepers, um, which, you know, I, I had no idea really how college soccer worked. I had, I had no idea that freshmen rarely play if, if that, unless you're extremely talented or unless you did a fifth year and you're already 20 years old or 19 years old. Um, and I, I didn't know that. And over the summer, you know, this is 
late July at this point that I've now committed to a new school and a new culture and I have to get my classes and I don't know who my roommate is. And I don't know that I'm probably not going to play. And usually how that works, you know, not usually how it works, but in this instance, a lot of the upperclassmen usually invite uh, the incoming freshmen to come have some captain's practices before the season starts, just so you can get familiar with the guys, get familiar with the field, the locker room, everything. And I, so yeah, I live 20, 25 minutes down the road. So I drive up and I throw on my gloves, I stretch, I warm up and I don't think I made a single save. I'm like, oh crap, this is, this is division one soccer. If I thought some, if I thought some guys in high school were challenging, this is going to be, this is a whole new world. I'm like, all right, I'm here. Um, this is, this is, this is where I'm at. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not good anymore. I'm, I'm an okay, if not probably kind of bad goalkeeper in a division one school. I need to get, I need to get good fast. I don't know how to do that, but it needs to happen. So I'm not going to go through all the details, but first freshman season goes by, I don't play at all. I'm frustrated. I don't get it. I have a bad attitude. I'm pounding my fist on the ground every time I let a goal in training. I'm screaming at myself. I'm kicking the goalpost. It's not a good look. And the captain's pointed it out to me. The coaches pointed it out to me. I didn't get it. I didn't get that... Especially when you have a kid who started as a freshman and ahead of you in net, he's going to be the guy unless he gets hurt or unless something miraculous happens. And nothing miraculous happens and he didn't get hurt. So I don't play at all my freshman year. I only get in uh, the last 10 minutes of a spring season game against the Division II school. And I don't, I think I made a goal kick on zero saves. Um, and we beat, we beat them. I think it was like 11, nothing. So sophomore year was around, they bring in two other goalkeepers. So now there's four of us and I'm easily still not the most talented goalkeeper. It's, it's even more frustrating for me because I am, all right, now the coaches have to choose between four of us in my head, you know, and they still in, but in reality, there's still just the starter and then the three other backups I didn't. I still didn't really get that this was how college soccer worked. You carry a lot of goalkeepers. There's 30 guys on the roster, and maybe out of those 30, you know, 11 start, and you might have four, maybe five guys come off the bench total. I didn't know that's how. I didn't get it, but I knew where I needed. I knew where I needed to be talent wise. I was nowhere close. The coaches kept telling me this is what you need to work on, um, and I. I, or I, was like, I was like, okay, this is what I need to work on because this is what they're telling me. But I didn't really know how to work on it. I didn't know how to improve what they wanted me to improve on. I, I knew I had started to work on my attitude a little bit. I've, I had pounded the ground less, I, but you know, it was still bad. I still thought I deserved to play more when in reality I really didn't. I probably didn't deserve to play at all. And that's another mental hurdle that is really tough for, I think, a lot of college players in their first couple of years. And I think it's why a lot of college players either transfer schools or quit in their first couple of years because they don't get that when you join a squad of 30 guys that are all, that either they're as talented you, as talented as you or better than you, 
your role as a teammate becomes way more about the team and in training and your attitude than it does about actually contributing during games. You need to be a good teammate. You need to uplift your your teammates. You need to make sure that all the little details in training are taken care of. Do you have a good attitude? You help the younger guys, you help the freshmen uh, make sure that they improve and have good attitudes because they're, unless, like I said, unless they're extremely talented or they're 21-year-old freshmen, which happens, they're probably not going to play. And I start to understand that as a sophomore, but it doesn't really happen. Junior year rolls around. I understand my role. I, I'm not screaming at myself anymore. I'm not kicking the goalposts in training. I'm supporting the younger guys. I understand my role as a backup. I still haven't played in a regular season game in my collegiate career. It hasn't happened. But at this point, I understand my role and I have embraced it. Which, again, not I don't think a lot of college athletes can do is understand that the thing that they've worked their entire life for is to play as, for as long as they can probably isn't going to happen as much because all of a sudden you're not the best player on your team anymore. You're on a team full of guys that in high school were the best player on their team. Some of them were the best player in their state or among the best players in their state. Some of these guys are international who are play, who have played with uh, youth national teams and, and all that stuff, and you are not the guy anymore. But what you need to be at that level, if you're not playing, is the, the ultimate teammate. Support you guys. Show up every day. Show up on time. Work as hard as you can no matter what. Prove to the other guys that working hard pays off, whether that be the rest of the team plays better or you improve and all of a sudden get, get playing time and these guys see that, crap, well, he's worked as hard as he can and now he's playing or, wow, he's working as hard as he can and now everyone else is working as hard as they can. That was the role that I knew that I had going into my junior year and ultimately in my senior year. And it led to me as a senior, I, I only played in one game my senior season of college at a, at a division one school where I worked as hard as I could to prove everyone wrong. I played one game for 15 minutes on my senior night. I started for the first time. I started a college division one game for the first time my senior year. And I got to play 15 minutes and it was the best, most rewarding 15 minutes of my college career. And is among the top moments of my life because I knew that everything I had worked for paid off right there. It didn't, I wasn't. I was by no means the best goalkeeper in the country. I wasn't starting every game and getting shutouts and racking up saves. And I wasn't. I was not a celebrity at the school. None of that. But everything that I thought I knew going into college soccer, going into a Division One school, as a goalkeeper, an individual, an individual position, everything that I thought I threw out the window, and I completely replaced with other incredibly important values about being a teammate and especially as a go- and as a goalkeeper because goalkeepers have an understanding that this is all you know this is the moral of the story is goalkeepers have an understanding especially that you know it's not a position that you sub in and out of it's not you do not you know unless for whatever reason you know you want to sub in and out goalkeepers it just doesn't it doesn't happen so you either you have a choice you either support the starter and make sure that he's working as hard as he can. He has a good attitude and he, and you can do whatever you can as his partner, as his goalkeeping partner to, to help him improve. Or 
you can sulk in the corner and under, and 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 bash your coaches, bash your teammates. Why am I not playing? I should be playing. But that doesn't get you anywhere. That doesn't get your goalkeeping partner anywhere. And in turn, doesn't get the team anywhere because you because your your goalkeeping partner isn't improving and doesn't want to work with you anymore. So that's really that was what was that's what goalkeeping is about is for me at least is is being there for your team, being there for your goalkeeping partner and or partners and that's 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 been my journey and that's where my journey ended after my senior year I I was at our final team banquet. I was awarded most dedicated teammate for, for basically all the reasons, all the reasons I just said is you embrace the role that you're given and you, and you work your hardest at it because whether that pays off in game time or whether that pays off in your teammates respect, I think both are equally important. And I think that's what's, I think that's the hardest thing about being, it's, or it's, not, it's one of the hardest things about being a goalkeeper is, is understanding that the payoff isn't the same as a field player. It's not, it's not, it's not, it doesn't come off in assists. It doesn't come off in goals. It doesn't even come off in stats necessarily because goalkeepers can have, can rack up 30 shutouts in two seasons with, you know, if you have an awesome team, but you can also make only three saves in those 30 shutouts. And so you're not necessarily getting those stats, but your team's winning. And that's, what's important is you have a good team. You have good chemistry and the goalkeeper is an integral part of that because, like I said earlier, we see everything and we direct everything from the back of the field. And that's one of the things that not everyone can understand about goalkeepers or maybe even will understand about goalkeepers, regardless of whether they listen to this podcast or not. But that's essentially what this podcast is going to talk about is what what do goalkeepers go through on a daily basis, on a seasonal basis? What do we go through as teammates? How do we deal with with coaches who don't necessarily believe in you or don't want to start you? It's all of that, and that's that's what I'm excited to talk about with uh, the guests that I have lined up that I'm not going to give away quite yet. But that's what Just for Keeps is all is is going to be about. That's my journey, and uh, I'm excited to share all of these other goalkeepers stories with you and uh stay tuned this is uh this was the first episode of just for keeps i'm carter hockman i'm looking forward to talking to you guys more